What are you going as for Halloween? I'm not going to stupid Halloween. Why don't you go as a goblin? Shut up. It's not that we don't believe you, honey. Well, it was real, I swear. What are you going as, Gert? I'm going as a cowgirl. So, what else is here? Maybe it was an iguana. It was no iguana. Maybe a... a you know how they say there are uh, alligators in the sewers? Alligators in the sewers. All we're trying to say is maybe you just probably imagined it. I it couldn't happened. have imagined it. Maybe it was a pervert or deformed kid or something. A deformed kid. Maybe uh, an elf or a leprechaun. It was nothing like that, penis breath. Elliot, <laughs> sit down. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, welcome back to 1982. We're straight up halfway through the top 80 albums of 1982. We're going to kick off the show today with number 40. And speaking of 10, the 10th studio album by this band right here, the great UFO. So pardon my Eddie trunk for a little bit here. This album came out on February 1982, produced by Gary Lyons. And with Paul Chapman here on lead guitar, further proof that Michael Schenker has never been a guy who will make or break a band. Just a pretty good guitar player. But yeah, he's he's a dick, so whatever. He can play like a mother, but he's a dick. Okay. But hey, man, Mechanics. Have uh, you, you seen that promo poster out there? Go Google it. Uh, mechanics. It'll tighten your nuts. It's a hell of a rock album, so I like that they went with that. So getting into this record right here, it's a lot of fun. Do not dismiss the post-Shanker years. As we talked about with The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent, they made some killer records in the early 80s, mechanics being no exception. So let's get into it right here, kicking off the show in the most rockin' of ways. This is We Belong to the Night. Turn it up.
Kicking off the show here in fine fashion today, UFO from their Mechanics album that was We Belong to the Night. What a great hard rock song that is. And also further proof that you should check out UFO. Hell, just get a best of. Get that essential UFO if you need help. You know, get Strangers in the Night, something. Get into this band, man. Phil Mogg, one of the great hard rock singers of all time. Just excellent. Okay, Eddie Trunk moment over. Moving on to number 39 and a band that Eddie Trunk would never play if his life depended on it. Well, maybe if his life depended on it, but let's go with that. The Descendants, one of the great DIY punk albums of all time and easily the shortest album to appear on this particular countdown. It is considered a full-length album because of the number of tracks. I'm just going to go with it because it's such a iconic album for the scene. Milo Goes to College, their debut album, it is 22 minutes long, so sue me. Or sue them, actually. Don't sue me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun record. It's easy. I can go to the Target and hear this whole record if I want to. That That's what's fun about this record. So, hey, 
and it's good stuff if you're quote into that sort of thing this is one of the best albums of all time in that sense if you're going just straight up punk rock and hardcore and i love the straight edge aspect of it the whole thing so here you go from milo goes to college I believe this to be probably their most iconic song. So if you've never heard The Descendants before in your life, this is a good one to start with. This is Suburban Home. I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. All right, Descendants, Suburban Home, from their debut, Milo Goes to College, number 39 here on the countdown. And over here at number 38 is an artist who appeared on the 1981 countdown. So they're in their second record, second year in a row, and I like to see those kind of things. And this was another surprise in 81, not so much that I didn't think it would be an all right record, but I wound up enjoying this record more than I thought. Same thing here, second time around on the second album. So at this point, it won't be a surprise. Let's see if there's any kind of decline after this. But I'm interested to follow the career here of Kim Wilde, someone who I've always just kind of seen here and there. And we, like everybody else, I knew her for Kids in America and her cover of You Keep Me Hanging On. But really digging these records, really cool early 80s synth new wave pop kind of thing with a little bit of an edge to it. But also the super weird factor that, so it says here, May 10th, 1982, produced by Ricky Wilde. And Ricky Wilde is Kim Wilde's younger brother. And he wrote all these songs, as far as I can see so far between these first two albums, he co-wrote all of these songs with their dad. (laughs) So it's a really weird scene. But I'm digging the record, so hey, I don't care where the source comes from as long as it is awesome, so... Yeah, that's where we are here in 1982 with Kim Wilde. Second verse, same as the first, and it's not a bad follow-up. I don't really hear any kind of decline. So, yeah, judge for yourself here. I'm going to play you a standout song from it. There's a lot of good songs to choose from, but I'm going with this one right here. This is Words Fell Down.
Okay, number 38 right there, Kim Wilde. Did I mention that the album was called Select? I think I failed to do that again. I've done that a handful of times here on this countdown. Yes, I'm rushing through these a little bit to get a mountain time, but that's no excuse. I should always say the name of the album. But yes, to give proper credit, that was Kim Wilde's sophomore album called Select. Let's go check it out. I've been, Like I said, I'm digging these Kim Wilde records. I'm curious to see what she does on her next album. Let's see if she sticks with the formula, sticks with the family. We'll see what happens. Uh, from the Brits over to the Aussies, uh, with the band that I've always just said, you know, I'm a best of fan of these guys. I've, I've got my double disc best of. I don't really need anything else, but I got to say this one right here, the sound they put out in 1982, might prove to be an exception to my rule about them. We'll see what happens as time goes on. I do like a handful of records by this band. I'm not trying to be a dick and say I just like the singles. But I, this overall listen here, uh, NXS, with their third record that came out here October 13th, 1982. I was going to say this is the dumbest album title on the whole countdown. Milo Goes to College is a pretty bad title. But Shabu Shaba probably takes the cake. I mean, what, what the hell is that? I, I know... But dumb title aside, so far their best top to bottom album that I've heard. I mean, it kicks off with the one thing. That's a huge song, very catchy, and the album never really lets up. Despite the fact that its two most popular songs book in the album, it kept my interest pretty much the whole time. And you know, closing off with this thing, which really is one of the greatest songs of all time. So how am I not going to play it? So to represent the Shabu Shaba record, such a terrible title. But we're going to play one of the greatest of songs right here of all time. This is Don't Change.
All right, dude. Yeah, I get that feeling. Not that I would ever really actually do this, but that song, Don't Change, there's a handful of other 80s songs, like Dancing With Myself is another good example of that. The bounce on it's so good. It just, it's so inspiring. It almost makes me feel like I want to run a marathon. I'm never going to do that. But man, that that's an inspiring sounding song and I love it. So there you go. In Excess, Don't Change from Shabu Shaba. That's all I want to say to you. Okay, sorry. There you go. It's a new mashup. Coming in at number 36 right here. Now, this makes me think of a couple of my favorite bands from the past decade. A Ghost in the Night Flight Orchestra, where there are guys that were in like heavier death metal, black metal type bands that wound up starting to write pop songs. It was like, hey, we'd like to do this now. Maybe we'll write some songs that might survive the test of time. So I totally understand the thought behind the band Asia, where, I, you know, I like all the bands that Asia is associated with. They're a prog supergroup that writes pop songs. Great novelty. And it immediately paid off. Their debut album, self-titled album, Asia, came out March 8th, 1982, produced by Mike Stone. Definitely a powerhouse producer, for sure. And he gave this album a great coat of paint. And so, yeah, I mean, the two, two big songs off this heat of the moment. Only time will tell. Dude, great songs for sure. I was absolutely 100% going to go with heat of the moment because heat of the moment is just one of those great songs of all time. But I'm re-listening to this record this time around. And this song, I was just like, wow. So there's a lot of extra nods to their prog past on here. And dude, John Wetton, the lead singer, the guy that also plays bass here, in the band channeling the great chris squire of yes so it just gave me that sense of man i gotta play this on the show because a song like this these are the kind of songs that this show is all about so i gotta put it on here so to represent the asia album here on this particular countdown not going with heat of the moment or only time will tell check this one out here deep album track called without you Gazing at our sunrise Reflected in your clear eyes Misty morning forest Smoke fires Make our way Through the broken day I couldn't stand to stay Without you
lantern of the night reminds me as I sleep the memory that I keep is just another day without you it seems so See what I mean right there? Without You by Asia. What a cool, epic neo-ballad that is. And it also kind of rocks too, doesn't it? And that slick sound. Asia is a really great record. So there you go. I'm kind of surprised it's low as it is. But like I said, these albums are kind of on the same block with each other. This one and the previous episode. A proof positive here. Because how can you really rank one of these over the other? At least it's hard for me to do at least with this next one right here. Circle Jerks, Wild in the Streets, their sophomore album that came out March 4th, 1982, produced by David Anderley. And Keith Morris needs to be applauded. He's had so much success in all the bands that he's really started. Black Flag, this band, and now currently an off. It's really cool to see Keith Morris doing that and still doing it to this day and doing it really well. So yeah, Wild in the Streets, definitely one of those essential Keith Morris albums. And just slightly over the time, it beat Milo Goes to College as far as time. It's not as short. It's 25 minutes, actually. But yeah, Wild in the Streets, it's definitely a must-own if you're a punk rock fan. So I'm not going to get cute about it, just in case you've never heard any Circle Jerks. we got to go with the title track right here. So, to represent this album here, called Wild in the Streets, this is Wild in the Streets. Wild in the streets, 
Who's your favorite son? Do you care just what he's done? Coming in at number 35 right here on the top 80 albums of 1982. That was the Circle Jerks. The song is Wild in the Streets. And the album, of course, is also called Wild in the Streets. And we move over here to a band who is just on the cusp of putting out some of their best material ever. They're about to put out two monster albums. But before that, they're going to put out their sophomore album here. So it's not quite there. It's not quite a 10 out of 10. But... It's always an enjoyable listen if you're going to throw down on some Huey Lewis in the news. This album right here, Picture This, which came out right at the top of the year on January 29th of 1982. The album was self-produced. The really cool thing of note on here, there, like I said, there's things to enjoy on this record quite a bit. Of course, it's got one of their great, perfect pop songs of all time on this album called Do You Believe in Love? What a great song. Written by Mutt Lang, by the way. But the other thing I really dig is they covered a Phil Linnett solo song. Uh, Tattoo is on this record as well. If you didn't know that, go check it out. There's a really cool early association with Huey Lewis and Thin Lizzy. They really helped out Huey and and all the guys back when they were Clover. Uh, Huey plays harmonica on Live and Dangerous. If you didn't know that, he did that. Because Huey Lewis is the fucking man. One of the greatest bands to come out of San Francisco. I will die on that hill and I'll be on that hill with a lot of fucking people. So yes, picture this. Still a fun record. Not quite in sports territory yet, but they'll get there. Until then, you should still check this record out. And one of my all-time favorite Hugo Lewis songs. And this is an all-time anthem for the working folk. For the blue-collar heroes out there. A song that I have loved ever since I bought the 45 for Heart of Rock and Roll. Because this was on the B-side, albeit a live version. But it smokes no matter how you hear it. This is Working for a Living. Sunday morning ever, and Sunday pass on by. I'll be working here forever, at least until I die. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. I'm supposed to get a raise next week, you know that when I won't. Cause I'm working for a living Hey, I'm not complaining Cause I really need to work But hitting up my buddies Got me feeling like a jerk Hundred dollar condo Two hundred rent I get a check on Friday But it's already spent Working for a living Working for a living Working for a living Cause I'm working for a living Whoa, working for a living Whoa, whoa, taking what they're giving Whoa, whoa, working for a living Whoa, whoa, whoa 
of the night Grease monkey, ex-junkie, winner of the fight Walking on the streets, it's really all the same Selling souls, rock and roll, any other game Working for a living Working for a living Working for a living, living and working I'm taking what they're giving cause I'm working for a living instantly enhance my mood into the good side of things the great Huey Lewis in the news with working for a living from their album picture this another band that really understands the greatness of mixing pop with rock is this band right here shoes on their third major label album and I say that because I think they were on their like seventh or eighth overall record but this was the third album they had put out for Electra, an album called Boomerang. And I, I got to hand it to one of former co-worker of mine, really good friend and listener of the show, Steve. What's up, Steve? This guy turned me on to shoes. He was always like, if you love power pop, you're going to love shoes. It's simple as that. It's as simple as the music sometimes. And he was absolutely right. You got to get some of their records. They're, they're out and about out there. There's some reissues out there on vinyl right now. They got some CDs out and about. So, yeah, check out Shoes. Not The Shoes, just Shoes. And specifically here in 1982, this album, Boomerang. I'm going to play you my current favorite song off of it and an album with a lot of good songs. This is The Tube.
Great Shoes right there from the album Boomerang. That song was called The Tube. If you check out some shoes, let me know. I'd love to know what you think about them. So I was talking about the waitresses on the previous episode and how much I thought they were a true alternative and trailblazers in a sense. This other band fits the bill in the exact same way. And I always wonder, once again, out loud, like, and I'm not hating on these acts, but like, I wonder if Billie Eilish or Wet Leg or any of these bands, if they've heard of The Waitresses or if they've heard of Romeo Void, because I hear that music in these old records. So I'm just curious, you know, I mean, Deborah I.L., true alternative. She was great front woman. She just had a style about her and... I love the delivery and everything. It, it, much like Patty Donahue, it sounds like they don't give a shit. And that that's the idea. That's the bit. It's something different. It's punk rock. But it totally works for this kind of music, in my opinion. And getting into listening to some of these bands, like full-length albums I never gave a chance before, has been really rewarding for me. And that's, you know, I do it for you guys. Yeah, of course. But I do it for me, too. And this is one of those things I'm like, yes, glad I found this stuff. And I can just add it to my rotation. Of course, one of the super notable things about this album here, Benefactor from 1982, it came out August 6, 1982. Did I say that already? No, I didn't. So yes, hey, let's let's try that again. So this was Romeo Void's sophomore album, Benefactor, came out on August 6, 1982, was produced by Ian Taylor. The asterisk on the production credits is that the track one on this album, which is the song that everybody knows by Romeo Void, Never Say Never, that was produced by the late, great Rick Ocasek. Now, Rick had produced, like, the full-length version of that song, Never Say Never, and they tacked it onto the sophomore record here, you know, because it would help sales, of course. And they also wanted to edit it for radio and take off the fuck bomb so they could play it. So, And the other really interesting thing to note for me on this album is, unbeknownst to me, even while I was listening to the second song on this album, they do a cover of Wrap It Up, which I know is an old Sam and Dave song, but of course, if you're my age group, you originally knew it as a fabulous Thunderbird song. Yeah, that one. Wrap it up. Yeah. Go go back and listen to Sam and Dave's version, and then go listen to Romeo Void's version. Yin Yang, my friends. Uh, But yeah, fun fact right there, they do that song on this record. But I'm going to play the song that comes on after those two songs. Uh, just because it also stuck out and the fact that it kept a good positive flow going on the record and like my friend loose cannon says a good track three will really help a record out so this is a good track three right here so check it out this is flash flood
All right, Romeo Void right there with Flash Flood. And, yeah, I'd mentioned that most people would know Never Say Never, which appears on this album as a single edit. But also, if you, they had a pretty decent hit with A Girl in Trouble as a Temporary Thing, which is another great song. That appears on the album that follows this. So maybe you'll be hearing that on a future countdown. We move over here to the last song of this particular episode. So we get into album number 31, another one of the great lead singers of all time in the history of hard rock and what would become heavy metal down the road. Ian Gillen here with his solo band, Gillen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, honestly, before I started doing these shows, once again, I was not aware of all these Gillen records that exist. There's six of them out there. This happens to be the final one. The album is called Magic, came out in September of 82, produced by Mick Glossop. Of course, all you need, really, at the end of the day, is just Ian Gillen just wailing. Hopefully the songs are good, too. But if he's got a strong band behind him and he's singing, he could sell you almost anything. It's a really wild cover of Living for the City, that Stevie Wonder classic. That's on the record towards the end right there. I think it's like the last or second to last song. But I'm going to go with this one right here just to also point out the fact that on this particular Gillen album, this album Magic, the lead guitar player on it, also co-wrote this song that I'm about to play for you, along with Ian and this guy, John McCoy, uh, a guy named Yannick Gers. Yeah, you should know that name. He's been an Iron Maiden, you know, for the last 30 plus years or so. But yeah, I did not know any of that before I heard this record. So it was cool to find that out. I'm happy to play this song right here. This was the kickoff track on the album Magic. This is Gillen, along with Yannick Gers. <laughs> and this song right here, What's the Matter?
Boy, you could just really hear it in Ian's voice on that track. That's a guy that's about to sing on Born Again by Black Sabbath. The same kind of vocal delivery going on right there. The music, completely different, but I was like, oh yeah, that album is on the horizon here. It may show up on a future countdown. I have a feeling it will, but hey, you never know. We'll see. But yes, that was Gillen with What's the Matter from their very last album, Magic. I'm assuming the band broke up because Ian got the Sabbath gig. That's just a guess. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm going with it. And I hope you're along with me on the ride here. We are way over the halfway point here for this countdown. The top 80 albums of 1982. Going to get into the top 30, starting with this next episode right here. Of course, the records are getting ridiculously good at this point. There was a lot of ones I really liked on this episode, especially. Like I said, these last two episodes have been kind of on the same block point-wise. But we're definitely going to jump up into a higher level here starting with this next episode so until then stay tuned for my better half nola with the plugs followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business take it away nola we would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today you can reach us on facebook or twitter we love getting messages and always do our best to respond every time you share our show we give our cats ruby and ripley a treat we are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.